You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Hey, kings and queens, royal people. This is Queen Ari. Welcome to Empower Me with Ari podcast. I am thrilled that you decided to join us today. We have such an amazing episode today, and I know you will agree by the end of it. We have a session really that's talking about relevant issues and things that we need to hear about today. We're going to be talking about healing relationships and dating and our very 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 special guest caroline valverde is going to share with us some golden nuggets some jewels she's going to tell us more about herself because this is our time to heal you guys and to become a better version of ourselves you know it really is time to go a bit deeper when we talk about overcoming broken relationships whether it be from a family member a spouse dating situation situation, a breakup, we have to know that we can grow through our healing process. And we're going to have this healthy dialogue right now. And my question is, where do we go from here? Where do we go after something has ended? After, you know, situations don't turn out the way that we expect, where do we go from here? So again, welcome Queen to Empower Me with Airy Podcast. I am super excited that you decided to join us. Can you go ahead Tell us your name again. Share a, a little bit about yourself. What's your story? Where are you from? Well, thank you, Eric, for having me. Absolutely. I love, I love <laughs> what you're doing with your podcast. Oh, I love this you. whole movement you've got going on. Yes. Um, thank yes. you. <laughs> so I'm from New Mexico. I'm currently back home. So I know Eric from back in the day, back in <laughs> Phoenix, my yes. second home. <laughs> yes. Come back, Queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I just finished school, so um, I am a counselor now. So I work with kids, um, young adults. I have some older adults, and just the things that I see, like mm. so much, comes from like hurt and pain yeah, and so many relationships. I hear about relationships mm. day in and day out, and it it hurt it's tough and yeah i'm like oh that kind of stings like right. gosh right. like i hear you yeah i hear you and i feel that so right right and i yeah and i think that you definitely just brought up uh such a uh pivotal or a very important point because you mentioned like it's a lot of hurt and pain from from these kids from not just adults but these are kids and if situations are not healed, if they don't grow and go through their healing process now, then they'll have more broken relationships. And this is what we're talking about, like healing from the past, healing from any trauma and being okay with that. And I love how more parents are recognizing that it's okay to go to a therapist like yourself. It is okay to say, hey, I'm a really good parent, but I need help. I, you know, my kid's acting out. This is happening, that's happening. I kind of need to take them to a third party, a neutral party so that we can kind of allow them to dig in a little bit deeper to help them so that they can become a healthy young adult, a healthy adult, you know? And so, you know, it, it just ties into um, relationships and unhealthy relationships. And so I wanted to ask you, of course, being a therapist and having the experience that you've had working with different age groups and of course any personal experience that you have what are some signs of an unhealthy relationship or a connection unhealthy connection with someone Ooh, so just what I see a lot is the fighting a lot of fighting and a lot of mm. animosity just mm. like don't do that to me and a lot of separation that mm. they look to be well no you go do you I'm gonna do me okay. and you know we'll meet somewhere but where's the love like do you yeah. love this person are you invested in them and and what I see more times than not one person is more invested than the other oh, my and and I'm like wait whoa like yeah. how how does that where's that balance yeah yeah. that she's fishing after him he's fishing after her mm -hmm. and 
the other party's like, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. But you know what? You have something I want. Mm. It may not be a relationship. It may not be love. But I have a tie to you. Mm. Some way, wow. somehow. Wow. And so recognizing that, like, why am I here? Why am I, what am I investing? Mm. I'm investing my time, my energy, like every ounce of me. Mm-hmm. And what am I getting in return? Wow. That is so good. Oh my goodness. That is so good. I think, oh, this right here is really going to put me on one. So <laughs> I think this, uh, I'm going to mention three things that I heard you point out, but I think this one thing right here is the biggest overlooked sign to an unhealthy relationship. And that is literally the lack of, you see, reciprocation, the imbalance, like not having the same that you're putting in from another person. It's not necessarily about I'm doing 50, you doing 50, but it's about us giving 100% of what we can. You see what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people put themselves in a situation where they just want to be with somebody and they think that, okay, I'll, I'll be quiet and I'll just keep moving forward, giving all my energy, my time, my money, whatever it is, and, and things are going to change. And, and I want to just let people know that, no, no. A lot of times, of course, you may have like this small little honeymoon stage first and, and you know, at the beginning when you meet somebody, but if there is not consistency with that person's character, with who they are, and they're not reciprocating things, that is a huge red flag as to you need to check yourself and like, you know, um, therapist Caroline said, you really need to see, is this something that I really want to be in? And so, you know, it's, it's true. I so agree with that. You know about the, the lack of balance, um, huge sign, the lack, definitely an unhealthy ties, the lack of really communication because you said you know really a lot of people are allowing their emotions to lead them and they're not really using any logic and that's a dangerous place because when you're upset with somebody a lot of people are not going to want to communicate you know and like you said they end up saying you see you you visibly see them say well you do you and i'm going to do me and that's very unhealthy because it's like well what does that mean can we communicate in regards to that? And so um, I really, really think that definitely those are really, really good signs that somebody is isolating themselves a lot. Um, a lot of contention, just want to fight you. There's a lack of balance as far as what you're trying to give and what the person, um, what you're actually receiving. If that's off, that is a huge red flag, lack of communication and just understanding that you can't ignore that feeling on the inside. Like you said, uh, unhealthy ties. That's true. When you feel like icky or something's off, you gotta kind of pay attention to that. And so those are those are definitely some um, some beautiful signs. Not you know it's not pretty signs, but it's it's some healthy right. um, information to give us so that we know how to recognize those signs. And so I want to ask you especially working with uh, the clients and stuff like that, what can a person do to get out of an unhealthy situation like that? What can you do? Well, I don't, especially when it's like a domestic violence yeah. or there's a lot of abuse. Mm-hmm. It's more so working on yourself mm. in that moment, in that time. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know, like you will know when... Mm-hmm. When is that time? When's God going to open that door that to release me? When can mm-hmm. I run? Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm running. It's that I'm preparing. Wow. I'm preparing myself. Wow. Yes, I'm I'm in this storm. I'm in this this whirlwind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but what do I need to do for myself to protect? Not, mm. Maybe not so much protect myself because I'm in it. Mm. And I know he's going to take care of me. I know God's going to take care of me. I know he's going to cover me. Mm-hmm. But what can I do in the here and now that mm-hmm. my tomorrow self is going to thank me for? Mm. My next week self, next mm-hmm. month, next year. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, okay, let me build a plan. Mm. And slowly but surely, I'm going to make my way to the door. Mm. Wow. And I'm going to be confident mm. and ready. Mm. Or I can look you in the face and say, wow. this is over, wow. I'm done, I'm moving on. 
And wow. And you know, sometimes that's such a process, like you said, um, because you do hear often, uh, and I'm sure we all hear often, of course, when people are in domestic violence situations and, and, and they leave abruptly. And of course, you know, we're not saying if you get your brains beat out, you know, you continually allow somebody to beat your brains out. I'm not saying that, but understanding that you do uh, have to go through a preparation process because like I was saying, you see often uh women or men, it, men get abused too, but they go through a certain situation, they leave abruptly and they, they're in a shelter and then they, they're right back into the situation. They come right back and it's because they didn't have that time to even prepare to say, why is this not healthy for me? You know, um, how, how does my tomorrow look? You know, for a, how does a better tomorrow look for me? And, and they don't give themselves that time to really, to really process it and say, this really isn't good and I need to do what I can to, to um, have a permanent separation from anything like this. So I think that, you know, that definitely, um, definitely is some, some good information from what you picked up from what you've experienced, you know, dealing with the clients and stuff like that. And so do you have any examples as far as how you could talk about any unhealthy relationships that you've had and how you've overcome it? Anything that you're, you know, that you're comfortable with and um, and we can go from there. You know, I know we all have some type of situation, even if, you know, if it wasn't a physical abuse, it could have been emotional abuse or, or things like that. Um, some type of mental abuse where people may try to gaslight you, you know, a term to make you feel like you're crazy and that what you see is not reality when indeed it's happening. But this person is deflecting. This person is trying to make you seem like you're nuts. And then you right. eventually believe it like, okay, I kind of am. And you end up in that toxic thing for a long time. So yeah. did you want to share anything? Oh, I can speak on all of that just mm. from personal experience. Yeah. And it and what I noticed, and it literally took me about 10 12 years to really recognize like mm -hmm. i went from relationship to relationship to relationship wow. and they were all long term mm -hmm. all of them i was engaged to get married wow but i said no i don't want you mm -hmm. bounced on to another one 10-year relationship no i don't want you wow. i'm done i'm done that one was probably the worst mm. because that's where the emotional abuse like and the like just telling me you're cheating on me mm. and, and oh my goodness. when in reality i know it's happening to me and yet i keep you around keep them around and so then i got out of that one and then i get into another one where i actually do get married mm. and Oh my gosh, that's a story in itself that mm -hmm. that I was left. Wow. I was left and it took me when I tell you it literally took me like 12 years. It did wow. to heal. Mm. To look back and say, you know what, I have so to stop. Yes. I have to stop. I need to look back. What did I do? What was I doing back then? Wow. I was looking for something that I couldn't find in myself. My and so I said, you know what? Okay, Lord. And I had this conversation with him mm. about five years ago. Wow. I said, you know what, Lord? I don't want a man. I don't need a man. Mm. I'm good. You and me. You and me are gonna take on this world and we're mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah. You just need me, I will do. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. No. no. Don't give up. I don't want you to give up. Mm. Brought in a very good friend into my life and said, no, I want you to see that there is a good man wow. for you. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Mm. All right. And so I had to revisit that. And I said, okay, Lord, like, what are you telling me? Mm. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I so stuck on this? Wow. Well, Maybe he, being his wife is not your purpose. Did wow. you think about that? Wow. But there's something, mm. and he even tells me, there's something that keeps us together. Mm. And I said, you know, I pray for you. I understand. You know, I'm here for you. I'm a, I'm a friend. Mm -hmm. Anything beyond that, no. I right. Can't. Right. Because I know, I know where I've been and I'm not going back. Yes. That's and so when powerful. I heard the Lord say, when I heard him tell me, you deserve better mm. and you deserve more. 
Mm-hmm. You deserve a man that I brought to you, mm-hmm. that I put in your presence, mm-hmm. that I called you to be wife to. Yes. Just wow. Just wait. Do Ooh. what I called you to do. Go go out there in the world. Go go do what I said for you to do. Yeah. And somewhere in there, mm. I'll bring him. I'll bring him by. Wow. I'll meet him. Oh man, that right. So healing. <laughs> yes, yes, that is so. Oh my goodness, that's so imperative. Listen, listen, listen. You really, really said some key things like we cannot rush our healing process. We cannot, no matter how much we want to rush our healing process, if we rush it, like you said, it'll we'll see a pattern of the same type of thing, the same type of breakups, the same this, same that. And it's because we're rushing the process. And like you said, God is saying, listen, I want you whole. I want you healed. Let me take you through it the way that I want to take you through it. But in the meantime, focus on your purpose. Focus on what I have you to focus on. And then when it's time, it is going to happen. You know, you 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 mentioned, which I think we really, really need um, more discussions around this need to be talked about is the emotional abuse. Some people stay in situations longer because they're saying, well, this person's not hitting me. Like I said, this could be a man or a woman. You know, this person is not hitting me. And, um, you know, they say a few words, but like you said, somebody could literally be tearing you down verbally, um, you know, calling you ugly or telling you that nobody else is going to want you. They literally can um, intentionally try to, like you said earlier, start arguments, but and always want to argue. When you try to discuss something with you with them, they're just deflecting. They're 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 bringing up other stuff so that the conversation is is gone away from them, and now it's put back on you. And then before you know it, your emotions are everywhere. Mentally, you're unstable. That listen, it we don't have to suffer in silence. And I think a lot of people deal with this. And 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 I also think this just came to me and there's nothing wrong with, I think social media is a wonderful tool. I really, really, really do. It's a wonderful tool. However, I think because so many people want to be in a relationship, they want to be dating people. They want people to think that everything in the background is going well. They're silent. They're not going to speak up because they have someone, even if it's unhealthy. So it makes other people you know, say, okay, well, you know, they kind of went through that. I can kind of, they're mimicking the wrong patterns. They're mimicking the wrong examples. And so I think that suffering silently is one of, my gosh, one of the most challenging and and, and unfortunately one of the most, um, it's, it's often, it happens often. And just, just talking about self, I can say that I have suffered silently with certain things, you know, with getting to know somebody, dating somebody, and if things are not going the way that I expected to, I don't necessarily go forth and tell other people or, you know, um, I haven't. I, I didn't do that in the past. I wouldn't go forth and tell other people like, well, I need help. Well, this doesn't sound right. Well, what do you think? And the issue was when I would share what happened, it was when it ended or you know when something huge had happened and I think that's too late a lot of people are afraid of people being in their business but we have to be okay with finding somebody we can trust you know find if it's a therapist if it's a close if it's a pastor a close friend um someone that we can trust because the image on the outside means nothing. If you look cute with your boo on the outside, but behind closed doors, you're being, you know, having mental anguish or just mental, um, being mentally abused, emotionally abused, that's not okay. And I think that as queens, as women, we have to speak up. And of course, men, if you're going through this, you got to speak up as well because God has created us to have better. And this is why we're having these conversations right here. So I definitely appreciate your, um, you know, you being transparent and, and giving us the snippets, you know, as to some of your experience. And so I want to ask you, how can a person, you know, how can a person, I asked you, how can they get out of an unhealthy uh, situation? But now I want to ask you, how can a person get over a breakup? Like, what are some practical things 
that a person can do after this is like, it's broke, you guys are broken up. You know, you both have gone your separate ways. What do you think a person should be doing at that time, some practical stuff? Healing, definitely healing. And Mm -hmm. I can't stress enough self-care, just taking care of you Mm -hmm. and remembering, reminding yourself, who am I? Mm -hmm. Because something that happens is we start to become that other person. Wow. We don't like to admit it, but oh, well, he likes trucks. Oh, so do I. Oh, Oh, he likes this. You know what? I do too. Mm. And somewhere along the way in that whole journey, Uh we we begin to pick up on them, which isn't bad. It's Mm. not always a bad thing. There are some things like, oh, well, he knows this. Oh, cool. Similar. That too. Right. But when it becomes, when it just engulfs you, like Mm. you have to look back and say, Hold on. Mm. I, I can't mm-hmm. walk away because I don't know who I am anymore. Ooh. And that's where take a look in the mirror and remember. Yeah. Who was I prior to yeah. individual A, B, C, D, Ooh. whatever? My gosh. That that right there is deep. Ooh. Oh my gosh, that right there is deep. And and you know what? I um I mention this kind of often. I'll say it, yeah, kind of a lot. And it's just so much in regards to sometimes, you know, a person can get so busy trying to be somebody else that what they really need can't even find them because they're not being their authentic self. And this goes back to why it's important to know our identity. Why is it important to know our own values and not look into a person to say, who am I or what are my values? We have to look to our creator to say, you know, to build that. So I think that's so, oh man, that that was good because it's true. If you are so used to kind of people pleasing and doing whatever you need to just to keep somebody, you literally can lose yourself. And then at the end of it, you like, where do I go? What do I like? Because I, I you I just like what they like, you know. I, who am I? And so, oh, that's that that's so that's real. I think that's real. And we have to get back to loving ourselves, like you said. We have to get back to our self care. Have to get back to putting ourselves. We have to put ourselves first. Honestly, you got to put yourself first. Period. So that you can work on yourself. You can get refilled from God. You literally could be the best version of yourself. You know who you are. So when you go into a situation, you're not allowing it to take over you and make it, you know, allowing other people to make you somebody that you're not. That's right. dope. And I think that also to add um, to that, I think um, building community is really good as far as like a support system after a person is broken up. Like I said, all too often we let ego, pride, all this type of stuff really make decisions for us. And and we're like, I don't want this person to know that I'm broken up with this person. You know, they already were hating or looking at me like that. And so this is just gonna, uh, you know, make them smile or laugh or get all of that. Your healing is worth more than an outer image. It really, really is. And so, building community, having people pray for you, letting them know, I need hope. It's okay to need hope. And so I think um, that's dope. And then of course, like you said, you're healing and building your intimate relationship with God. A lot of times that can become broken or we can kind of separate or distance ourselves. It's not that God left us, but we left him. And sometimes we allow our relationships, we allow our mates, you know, whoever spouses who we're dating to take precedence or to take priority over God. And then it's like, we can't hear him. We He was trying to show us the red flags, but we ignored every red flag. And now broken up, you know, in situations, and it's not to beat ourselves up, but it's just to say like, God, you are always there. You know, and and I'm going to build this relationship back up with you so that you can help me. And like you said, to build that confidence. And so that's actually... I want to add something. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. That a lot of times, I mean, in reality, transparency is Mm. so key. Mm. And if we can't be transparent to ourselves... Wow. Like... Are we, are we looking at ourselves and saying like, oh no, that's not real. This isn't real. Ooh. I'm not this person. 
denial is such a big thing Mm. and being transparent with whoever you're with with the other person being transparent with those around you Mm -hmm. especially god knows he already knows yeah but we have to speak it to him we have to tell him this is what i'm dealing with yeah yeah help me Help you know, me. Help having me. those conversations. Mm, oh my goodness, you literally just opened something up. That's so dope. Like, if we can't be real with ourselves, how can we, we be real or authentic with anybody else? Right. And, and I think, I honestly, I'll, I'll step out and say this. I would say that that's one of the most challenging conversations that we have to have is the one with ourselves. Because mm. like you said, we have to look in the mirror and say, listen, there's some underlying issues here. You know, there's some things that need to change in your life. Like talking to yourself, mm-hmm. there's some things that need to change. And listen, we got to go through it no matter how painful it is. We need to talk about it now. And so, oh my gosh, you said be transparent to yourself. Be transparent with yourself. That is, that's dope. That's really dope. You can make a t-shirt. But, <laughs> but besides that point, I wanted to, you kind of talked on it already, but I wanted to also, you know, um, you, talk, you mentioned confidence, and I, I wanted to kind of, and it's, you kind of talked about it, but how can a person build their confidence after the relationship has ended? And I, I do think that um, a lot of people, they kind of have low, lower self-esteem because they're like, if this constantly happens and this is not working with this person, they're thinking, I'm not worthy to be in a relationship. You know, they're thinking, what is it about me that is constantly, you know, causing all this to happen? Yes, we could be huge contributors. You know, we could be the huge denominator to a lot, but a lot of times it's other stuff that the other person is going through as well. So after coming out of something that's broken, um, what are, I'll just say, what are two other things that a person can do to build their confidence back within themselves? So I will get to that, but something that's also another, and it it breaks. Mm -hmm. So something that's super heavy, it's, it's something that I hear more often than I love love to hear, but suicide. Suicide mm. becomes something that mm. I hear from both sides, the wow. guys and the girls, that, um, you know, this individual left me mm. and they were my life. Like my life literally revolved around this person. Wow. And everything, all their goals, everything that they had planned for their life, just mm. kind of slipped away because they became this individual wow and i've heard so many times that without them i don't know what to do Mm. i don't know how to live Mm. and so really it's breaking that down why why is it that you're so compelled to take your life knowing that what you walked away from school, work, family, you know, your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, Mm -hmm. that they're still in reach. Mm. They're still right there. You just put them away. You set them aside because you, because you invested, Mm. you invested so much into this person and they just cut it off. Wow. So, and then in that, That's really like going back, looking in the mirror. Yeah. Who am I? What mm. did I leave? What did mm. I leave back there? Okay. Wow. That's that's a good point. That is such a good point because, again, if you recognize what you left, which was something really bad, you can be like, I'm okay with moving forward. It hurts, but I'm okay with moving forward. And then, like you said, having hope, not allowing um, something to take your hope away because that's a lot of times 
these suicides happen is because they lost hope. They was like, that's all, that was, that's the reason I was living. Why, why else live? And so um, breakups, you know, you often hear divorces and breakups and stuff. It's um, a lot of people equate it to death. Like it's a death of a thing. It's a loss. And a lot of people, they, um, they don't grieve properly. You know, they look at it as like this relationship ended as if there's not over 7 billion people on the earth. They look at it as like, there's nobody else. Like I can't live life without them. And then it's too late because they have taken their own lives. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I want to speak to anybody out there that may be going through a situation that's similar to this. You may have lost a relationship. You know, you may have lost a family member or something like that. And you just don't know what to do or how to proceed. I want to let you know that life is worth living. Life is worth living. We all go through things where we may get depressed at times, but we have to snap out of it and get, you know, and get the help that we need to proceed. I'm here, you know, Caroline is here today as evidence to let you know that you can make it, that you can make it through testing trials, you know, and uh, testing times and things like that. So don't take your life. There's a suicide hotline where you could look up, definitely get the information. They, I believe they have a chat system as well. You can go to the National Suicide Hotline, um, check it out online, call somebody, it's 24 hours. They're definitely there to help you. And then I know in the back of my material, when I do my books and stuff, I always put it back there because I understand what it feels like, you know, and I'm sure Caroline does as well, to go through a traumatic situation and to be hurt and to feel like, is this gonna change? Like, where do I go from here? You know, and so the national suicide number is 1-800-273-8255. I wanted to just give that right now in case you listen to that and you were like, I don't know what else to do. You could tune, you know, press pause on this, call that number because we want you to live. And so thank you, Caroline, for mentioning that. And this is stuff that she sees, you guys. Like, you know, she it's not just stuff that she's just making up. She's a therapist and she has clients, you know, and she's trying to help us, you know, out of whatever relationship um, tragedy that you're facing. She's trying to give us insight to let us know the things that she's seen and some stuff that she's experienced. So very appreciative that you uh, shared that. And it is true. If you want to build confidence after relationship, find hope. Do things that allow you to find hope so that you want to move forward. You want to better your life, you know, and you could begin to look at the person in the mirror and love that person, you know, and, and, um, and then just continue to move forward. And so talking about all of this, this is heavy, but we needed to talk about it talking about all of this, I wanted to go into uh, talking about forgiveness. See, a lot of people, they do not forgive people and they live, they live in the past and they're stagnant, not moving for years. And I think like, I think uh, one of the biggest things that people need to realize is that forgiveness is for you first. And so what do you think about that? How important is it to forgive? And what can unforgiveness do to a person? You know, things that you've known personally or... So forgiveness is so important because like you said, it is, it's more for yourself than the other person. Yeah. But at the same time, that person may be struggling with whatever happened as well. Mm. So just knowing that, mm. you know what, you set me free, you let wow. me go, mm. I can move on too. Yeah, yeah. Even though that's like the hardest thing for anybody to do. Yeah. And yes, there there is a thing forgive and forget. And mm. the forgetting part, that's the struggle. That's wow. the hardest thing wow. because, and I can testify mm. to that because like I told you, my 12 year journey that, yeah, you know, yeah. just recently, like in conversations that I've had with mm. this individual, like I go back and I'm mm. like, I'm mad at you. Mm, I'm so mm -hmm. mad at you. Mm -hmm. And mm. I have to remind myself, you know what? No, but you're not there anymore. Wow. You're not in that place. Oh, that's so you got, good. You gotta let it go. You gotta, gotta, let, gotta it go. let it go, Caroline. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. Because let it go. He's over there and, wow. and all I hear is struggle, struggle, struggle. I'm like, Yeah. 
all I can do is give it back. Give it back to God. Just yeah. pray for you, intercede, and be here. Be yeah. Here on on the sideline. Like I'm good. Mm, be here now. That's really yeah. good. That's really good because when we really recognize that we're out of the situation, and even though it happened. We cannot drag that baggage of pain along with us because when we do, we're literally reliving that situation. And I'm sure as you've heard within the studies, um, you know, your brain, it doesn't really recognize if it's something from the past or now because pain is pain in your brain. If you're constantly replaying certain things in your head, your, your brain is like, this is now. So you have those same emotions all over again. And then you wonder why you can't move forward. You wonder why your thoughts are being attacked and so much stuff is happening. And it is because you have not let go of the past. And, and I can, you know, and I'll just share this. I know personally for me, um, it was a process to forgive, you know, especially coming out of, of, you know, being sexually abused as a young kid and um, trying to make sense of that, why it happened. I had to understand that I may not ever 100% realize why it happened, but my, it was not my job to try to figure out why and all this stuff, but my job is to let it go. My job is to say, yeah, it happened, but guess what? I'm not back there, I'm here, like you said. I'm here now. And so I found myself, there were times where I found myself even with uh, dating situations, getting to know people, where I would think about an incident that happened and I would be so upset. And then God had to tell me, he, he had to let me know, you're holding offense. You're still holding on, you're holding something against that person still. Because an, a huge indication that we've come to a healthier level within our lives of freedom is to be able to talk to that person and you like, I'm good. Like I can give you an encouraging word and hang up and my night is going to be perfect. Not you get off the phone and you're ready to, to drive down the street and get them. Nah, you're, you know, you're just at a place of more of peace. And that's when you know that the level of healing that you need to take place has happened. And it's a, it can be a process. Like you said, you could tell somebody, I forgive you, you know, and, and verbalize it or not verbalize it. If you don't have communication with that person and you, you know, continue to move forward, but those harassing thoughts and stuff try to come back. It's, you got to deal with that. And so right. it's like, not only telling them, I forgive you, but actually letting go of the baggage. And and I believe like we could still have memories of certain things, but it's as a testament. It's to help somebody else out of it, right. not to torment ourselves, you know, in that situation to relive it because that's that's bondage. And so that's that's really, really good. I agree. Forgiveness is so important. And um I know you kind of mentioned earlier, I just want you to briefly share, you know, when we talk about forgiving a person, some people think that forgiveness means I'm going to forgive you and then you can come back into my house the next day. I'm gonna forgive you and we're gonna be best friends all over again. Um, honestly, depending on the level of, a, of uh, the level of the incident, and I'm not saying, um, because you could forgive somebody and, and, and then use wisdom and say, I'm not going to continue to put myself back in that exact situation so that the same stuff could happen. You see what I'm saying? What is your take on that? Um, do you believe a person should be put back into your space? Depending on, you know, it's within a dating situation, a marriage situation, what is your what is your take um, on that? So on that, no, especially, and it's really looking at, what was I in it for? Mm. Why was I in this relationship? Mm -hmm. What did this individual give me? Mm. And that, and just looking at that, I I look at a relationship like I learned something. Wow. You're gonna give me something. Mm. And you know what? Maybe that's because what what does it say that somebody can be in our life for a season mm. or for a lifetime? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, what I see is it's a season. Seasonal. People. We learn something. We yeah. either learn something from them, mm. or we're in that situation to teach something, mm. to be to be something for that person. Mm. But it's it's in that 
walking away and knowing that, you know what, I did what I was here to do. Wow. It's time for me to move on. Wow. And even looking at it in the forgiveness aspect of, I can't control. What can I control in this? Mm. And what do I have to relinquish my control? Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can control everything. I can control you, <laughs> you, and, and it's all good. Mm. But no, recognizing that, you know what? I can't control what you're gonna do. Mm. I can't control what you're gonna think. Yeah, yeah. But I can control my emotions, mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do, mm -hmm. and what's best for me. Right, right, So right. I can forgive you, but am I gonna allow you back in my space? Mm. You know what? Maybe not. Mm. Maybe I will, but somewhere down the line. Somewhere down the line, okay. Because maybe one day, you know, the circle will go full circle and yeah. we'll end up right back where we were. But yeah. two completely different people. Yeah, right. So, Healed people, whole people. Yes. And so I like how you said that, you know, um, you didn't say it wasn't a complete no, but it was, you have to measure it. You have to mm -hmm. see what is this what type of relationship is this you know is this is was this a marriage from god was this a, a relationship a dating situation from god was this something god wanted me to be in um you have to pretty much monitor monitor that or measure that for yourself and ask god those questions so that he can help you make those decisions because like you said that's really that's really um key you may not be a whole person and that person other person may not be the best versions of themselves right now. But if you take space and time to heal, maybe God will allow that person to come back. But in the nature and the environment of violence, of, you know, um, unhealthiness, it's not okay. Yeah. And so we don't have to do it. Just don't yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> we have to make the decisions that are best for our lives. We're not on here saying divorce, everybody get divorced. It's not what we're saying. You know, we're just, we're just um, allowing each of us to make the best decisions for our lives because we deserve to have the best. And of course, it's going to be, you're going to have contention in some relationships, but if you have it 100% of the times and nothing ever goes right, pay attention. Is this a God situation? That's what we're saying. Monitor, see where you're at. And so you mentioned something that's so key. We can't control people. And I think a lot of times we like to control people, even if we say, I don't like we unintentionally at times be like, I'm gonna control the situation. And um, when we can't, you know, of course, uh, we're beating ourselves up or our emotions are all out of whack. But you mentioned something you said, I can't control another person's actions. And that's so true. We can't control another person's actions and behaviors. And that's something I had to realize and recognize, especially while dating people, because, and this goes back to if somebody, if a breakup happens and you really had nothing to do with it, you got to come to the realization that that person may have need healing. And you can't necessarily blame yourself for that breakup. And like I said earlier, when I was trying to, it was, it's not my job to figure out every detail as to why it happened, why the a sexual abuse happened, why that person treated you that way. It's your, it's your responsibility to say, I'm going to grow, I'm going to heal, and I'm going to put myself in the position to be the best version of myself in order to get everything that God want me to have. And so... I think it's important to understand that. And when we do, the sooner we do, the easier our lives will begin to be. And so uh, we've talked about, you know, of course, going through breakups. We've talked about forgiving. Now I wanted to kind of to talk about now building a healthier relationship. And of course, we kind of um, touched on this, but I believe that in order to build anything that's healthy, we have to make sure again, that we get rid of baggage that is unhealthy and that we really deal with the person that is in the mirror. And so I know we kind of jumped on some things about how we can deal with self-care self and have building our confidence, having hope. I want to ask you, being a therapist, how can therapy help prepare a person for a healthier relationship? So it's, it's amazing and I don't <laughs> I don't sell it just because I do it no I believe in it it's yeah. something that I truly believe in yeah and my and as a therapist it's my job to kind of help you navigate these mm. situations like mm. 
like, oh, like you're coming in with a marriage crisis, relationship mm-hmm. crisis. Well, I'm not focusing on that. I'm mm-hmm. focusing on you. That's good. Individually, I'm focusing on you. Now, if it is a couple, then mm-hmm. I'm focusing on that relationship, mm-hmm. both of you as yeah. a whole mm-hmm. and navigating what's happening and where do you want to go? What's your goal? What's your mm-hmm. end goal? And let's get there. Let's take steps. That's if good. I have to hold your hand, like, good. hey, I'm, I'm game. I'll hold That's your good. hand. We'll walk through this. Yes. But That's really just good. Just recognize that somewhere down there, I'm going to let go and I'm mm. going to say, all right, you know mm. what to do. Just go out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. But being that outside influence and i That's always so tell my clients i see this i look at everything you're saying mm-hmm. from the outside in so mm-hmm. i don't have the view that you do that wow. you're right in the center of it but i can see like okay so i'm looking down i see wow. all this and how are we going to navigate that? Mm, that's good. Let's that's really break good. it up and let's figure it out. That's really good. Oh my goodness. I think that's good because sometimes we just need a neutral party. We just need somebody else that that don't know us to right. to listen to us. And like you said, a lot of times it's not even that the marriage has issues, but it's underlying issues. You know, it's underlying things. Like you said, I, I hear about the divorce. I hear about the mar- the marital the infidelity or whatever, but I'm focused on you. Let's talk about you, you know? And so um, everybody that's listening, I'm pro-therapy. I'm definitely for therapy. Therapy has helped me out of a lot. It has helped me out of a lot, you know, from traumatic a traumatic past. It's helped me to heal. And I think that um, it's, it's critical that we be okay with being transparent and talking to a therapist and, and helping somebody uh, help us navigate and process through what we've been through. It's okay to process through what you've been through. Don't sweep it under the rug and act like it didn't happen, but go to a therapist, go to a spiritual leader. We're, we're, you know, we're talking about therapists, go to a therapist and ask God where, which one, and get the healing go through your healing process because it works you guys it works and so and i talk about that in my book the loud secret you guys need to grab that this book i'm not just saying it but it's definitely a book that god um wrote period and so it it, it talks about again how i took that journey of going to a therapist and it changed my life therapy and prayer coupled together you can't beat it. <laughs> yes. So that's so that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And so, yeah. as we're approaching develop uh, having and developing healthier relationships, of course, um, you know what Caroline was talking about talking to going to a therapist. How beneficial that can be. Self care, self confidence. And I wanted to kind of to um, get into a couple other things about like dating how do you build that stuff up and and i think it's important that we uh we we pace ourselves you know pace ourselves through the process of building that healthy relationship we are definitely okay with being friends first with with people um you know we're not ignoring warning signs so that you know we're making sure we don't end up back in the same pot same situation that we were um in in the first time and i think like being okay with being alone first is so critical you'll learn so much about yourself you, you'll learn why you're not okay with being alone if there's if there's an underlying issue to to help you so that you can resolve that to be the best version of yourself um and and understanding that dating is um really you're gathering data about somebody when you're in the dating process so we're going to talk a little bit more about that we've had a wonderful conversation thus far we're going to be wrapping it up shortly but i want to kind of we don't want to just talk about the broken states without you know giving practical stuff about the healthier states and so um i will ask you caroline through everything that you've been before we jump into this dating part with everything that you've been through i would say what are the top two things that you've learned coming through your healing process what are the top two things that you have learned from breakups to being where you know just being where you are today what are some takeaways you can give us so really learning who I am that's good outside of 
a relationship mm -hmm. because that's kind of for so long I identified with that like mm -hmm. oh I'm with this person I'm with this person oh I'm married to that one mm -hmm. and it was like and I did like like I said earlier like I really lost myself in all of that mm -hmm. so this time away from all of that really mm -hmm. being able to look at it I'm like wait I remember who I am now that's good and just praying about it and mm -hmm. asking God to remind me like who am I to you okay. who am I Ooh, in you that's good that's good and you put me here for a purpose mm. and so what is that because I want to focus on that that's good and I know I know just knowing that you know what you're gonna bring my husband you're wow. gonna bring him to me. That's so good. Some way, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So That's that good. learning who I am and learning who I am in context to my mm. assignment. Mm. What was I put here for? That's so good. That's really good. Thank you. Wow, those are <laughs> drop the mic things. Those are those, they are, those are really, really good. <laughs> I think that we all, you know, regardless of what we've been through, we could all take that advice as well to become the best, again, version of ourselves and to prepare, you know, if a person desires to be, to go back into the dating realm, um, you know, to get married or whatever, this, those um, items could really help them. And so thank you for sharing that this conversation about all of that has been amazing. So now I just want to briefly, over the next few minutes, just kind of, we're gonna have to have a part two more so about the dating, yes. <laughs> but we'll just kind of tap, tap in on this a little bit. So um, you guys, those who don't know, I came out with a book called Singles Less Deliberate. And um, those who do know, and you've gotten it, thanks for the support, appreciate it. So came out with this book a while ago and the reason I did it is because of the conversation we're having today. We go through so many situations, we're broken, things are not working, we go through patterns of emotional abuse or whatever it is, and then we finally figure out, wow, God, I gotta let you help me <laughs> in order to attract something whole. And so Singles Less Deliberate is a workbook, an actual workbook where you go through your chapters, and then after your chapters, there are sections where you can write you can literally write thoughts. There's a question, a reflection. You can do this in groups or not. So I did this because I think a lot of times coming out of a situation again, um, the ideas behind singleness, being single, is just so many uh, negative ideas and thoughts and energy toward that. And, um, and Caroline, I do want you to add to this as well. And so I, I want to start out, start out by uh, letting the singles know, letting the unmarried people know, I'm just gonna kind of briefly read just this introduction of this manual. And it says that I like to start out by letting you know that you are single and blessed. I want to remind you that singleness is not a curse, you guys, but it is a choice. If we look at dictionary.com's definition of single, guess what it means? It means unique. Know that your singleness or your uniqueness makes you significant. You're not a mistake, forgotten, or worthless. And we know that um, biblically the Bible talks about Proverbs 31. It just talks about characteristics of a virtuous woman. This could be of a man as well. Somebody that is following purpose, somebody that is uplifting. Um, we all of course want to get to those places, but we have to understand and be okay with embracing who we are at this moment. So if we have um, if we continue on the path that God has set before us within our singleness, we can become, you know, a, a man or a woman that is in a relationship that is that is engaged, that is married. Um, but we have to start with self first. And I wanted to just encourage you all to literally know that you're worth more than rubies, like that Proverbs 31 woman. And, and like I said, it's for men too. And you have to understand that we got to change our perspective about singleness. I think that right there is key. First, first period, change your perspective about being single, okay? Change your perspective about being single. And it just came to me. I'm gonna let you talk about um, your thoughts about being single, um, but it just came to me. I think 
if we literally could do an exercise, you know, I want you guys to just take five minutes or so, do an exercise, you can get a piece of paper out. And I want you to put the pros of being single. I want you to begin to think about what are the benefits of being single right now? What are the benefits? And some stuff that comes to mind is you literally can have your unlimited time with God. That's huge. You literally have a schedule where you can work on becoming the best version of yourself. At this moment, you can come and you can go. You can travel when you please. You can, um, you know, you really have to only answer to yourself right now. And you can use this time again to build yourself up and to figure out what purpose means for you. And so I, I think that's a really good exercise because I want I want you all definitely to go and to grab this workbook, but I want you all to be intentional and have the right perspective as you open it and, and have the mindset of singleness. That's not a bad thing. It's just a place where I am. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not defining me as far as my purpose, but it's just a place where I am on the map. And so um, we'll talk a bit more about a couple more things for the next few minutes. But Caroline, I, I want to just open this up and, and I want to you to share what you think about um, just uh, singleness and why do you believe people have such a negative mindset when it comes to being single? Well, that the negativity, I think, comes a lot from society. Mm. the way society portrays this is the way life should be let me be like Kim K and Kanye let me be like so and so and so and so and so and so and so people are we're so engulfed in that Mm. and it's really being aware that you know what that's Hollywood that's that's not I don't want to say it's not real life but it's not reality Mm. it's it's something that you know what yeah you make millions of dollars nobody's saying you can't do that right but but wanting and especially this Mm. that you know you want something that someone else has Mm, that's dangerous very very and and i always think of um a song i can't remember who sings Mm -hmm. it but i remember in the video the mom says you can't have someone else's man. Mm. And and so many times we see it so much in the culture today wow. that, oh, well, I want him, she wants me, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And there's so much cheating, so wow. much infidelity. Mm. And, and so really taking the time in your singleness yeah yeah to really recognize like who am i yeah because once i real once i know that mm-hmm. when someone comes to me you know wants me says you yeah. know let's go on a date let's do yeah. this i want to get to know you yeah i'm so strong in who i am mm. that you know what i don't need someone else wow. i don't need to step out i don't need like it's you and me Okay. If it's meant to be, mm. it's you and me. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. That is powerful because it is the truth. Um, like I said earlier, social media can be a such a, a good tool. However, it's, it, it, it comes off as like a blessing and a curse because a lot of what we see on social media, that's not everybody's reality. You know, some, some people may be living that, but you have no idea what kind of situations they are experiencing on the back end. And when you were talking, it just reminded me of um, Adam and Eve. You have to understand that Adam started out single he started out single and guess what he was content with being single he was busy about his purpose he was busy about what God wanted him to do he was communing with God and I think that that's a um, type and shadow or it's an example um, or reflection of who we're supposed to be men and women be content with where we are now, have that intimacy with God. And guess what? God is the one that told him that it wasn't good for man to be alone. God is the one that told him he was going to create the helpmate for him. And that was my next point. I wanted to say God's timing is perfect. So when we are busy doing what God wants us to do, when we are busy embracing our lives, you know, um, and, and, and just being okay with our process and our journey and having such a heart of gratitude 
you have to understand God knows when you'll need that mate. He'll know he knows when that mate is supposed to come. Because if we're not ready, it could be a distraction. That person could be a distraction, could push us off path. We may not go to the places that God wants us to go or grow to because that person comes too soon. So even though it could be challenging at times, change your perspective about what singleness means. Understand, use this time, like we were both saying, to embrace who you are. You know, embrace it, ask God what your purpose is, knowing his timing is perfect and he's not going to allow you to He's not going to allow you to waste your life if you're allowing him to lead your life. And so there's so much more to talk about when it comes to dating. But I just wanted to um, to kind of ask this last question about dating. And then literally we're going to have to come back on here and do a part two <laughs> with the rest of this. Because I want to delve in deeper with these questions. And so because um, I think it'll help us because this, this book was not necessarily written for you to say follow these 10 steps and you're going to be married no it was saying you know like I mentioned what the foundation of dating is again knowing your identity knowing who you are having a relationship with God being the best version of yourself and then knowing why you're connecting with somebody dating for data I wanted to ask you this I think we're, we're going to answer this, but then we're going to, like I said, part two is going to be good. Do you believe it's hard to date as a believer, a Christian, and why? Mm, it can be, depending on the people that you're interacting with. Yeah. And I can actually say, like, today that, mm. yeah, it is. It is kind of tough because... Yeah. You, you kind of have to feel where, like, where are they coming from? Yeah. But it's something that I believe that, you know what, you need to lay it out. Mm, lay it out there. That's good. Front and center, like, you know what, yeah. this is who I am. Take me or leave me. Mm. And if they walk away, just remember that, just recognize, you know what, maybe they weren't supposed to be in my corner right now. Wow. Maybe wow. it's not time. Maybe they're not even supposed to be in my corner, period. Period, right. But right. it's, and it's not to say to go be a hermit and say, oh no, there's no believers mm. out there. Like, I can't do this. Mm. No. That's because, good. and with, with guidance, yeah. pray about it. Just yeah. pray about it. God's going to lead you. He's going to put you places. Mm. You'll meet some people and right. you know what? Just, just move, move with the spirit. Just yeah. Move. That's go with it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I agree. I believe that, um, I believe it can be challenging, a bit more challenging to date as a believer. And the um, ultimately, the reason I say this is because I think just due to a lot of religiosity within the church, you don't hear a lot about dating. You don't hear a lot about relationships. You know, you may hear a lot about the do, don't do this, don't do that. But I think it ill prepares a lot of people. And when it's time to date, they don't know how. And that's another reason why I believe God allowed me to write this Singles Let's Deliberate book about dating and about learning about self is because a lot of people have been ill-prepared, you know, and just told, you can't just can't date this type of person, that type of person. And I agree. I think that when we really understand the definition of dating, which is really just getting to know somebody, is collecting data about somebody. Is, is, is saying, does this even make sense? Is this even a God thing? I think when we realize that, we'll, we will be more willing to be, to pace ourselves, you know? And we'll be more willing to, to allow God to lead us. And like you said, if something does not work when you're getting to know someone, dating someone, don't go shut yourself off in a room because it didn't work. I think we have to um, be open you know, if something doesn't work, be open to getting to know somebody else and having boundaries and limitations put into place so that you are not immediately becoming 100% open emotionally. You're not immediately becoming, of course, 100% open physically, but you're pacing yourself, you're taking your time, you're getting to know this person, you're seeing, are they even worthy of your uh, vulnerability? Are they worthy of getting to know you on a deeper level? Don't come in with all walls up, but just use wisdom. 
use wisdom. And, and I wanted to share this, um, just this quick little, um, some bullet points, and then we're gonna get out of here and we're gonna come back and do a part two of this and delve in deeper with dating, with uh, singles less deliberate, because it's time to build healthier selves and healthier relationships. And so I wanted to just uh, leave these with you guys. In order to date in a healthy manner, I believe we have to date with intention. Be intentional about dating. Have pure motives and intentions as to why you're trying to get to know that person. Like Carolyn talked about, communicate that. Talk about it. Talk a lot about what it is you're, you're thinking, you're feeling. Come into the situation being okay to see what the other person's thinking. Don't assume, because that's dangerous. So date with intentions, be intentional, communicate, and understand early on, if you're not getting the reciprocation that you need, meaning one party is not giving themselves 100% like you are, and it's a constant thing, that's a huge red flag, where you need to say, God, I don't think this is it, get your confirmation, and you need to leave it before you end up into something that is not good. So I would say, Date with intentions, communicate, make sure reciprocation's there, and evaluate. I think those are really, really key in order to start a healthy dating situation, a healthy dating um, uh, process that can turn to a relationship, that can turn to an engagement, that can turn into a beautiful marriage. I believe that this is the time that God is building up purpose partners, purpose mates. We're going to time out for just dating just because, but it's time to date with it, like I said, with intention, with purpose, because God has us, he has purpose for our lives and he has more for us to do together. So this is why it's critical to heal before you deal with the next person so that you're not bleeding on someone that had nothing to do with your wounds, you guys, okay? So like I said, we're gonna come back, we're gonna dig even deeper with this dating situation we've been talking for a long time but this was so good and it was so needed and caroline i'm super excited that you decided to join us you've yes. been so helpful yes. bringing your experience with being a therapist and i know god is going to do amazing things um, for you in your life through you and for you and i i believe that you haven't seen your best days yet so stay encouraged Yes, understand what you've been through is going to help somebody make it through what they are going through. Okay, so did you have anything else to share before we get out of here? No, I just hope that everyone is encouraged and that you just take it, take everything that was spoken here and yeah. just keep it in mind and know that God loves you and he's going to carry you through those trying times especially now like it's so tough but mm. know that there is an end in sight mm. and that whatever's gonna happen it's gonna be amazing so. that's beautiful every storm has an expiration date i love it all right you guys mm -hmm. stay encouraged remember to subscribe to all the podcast platforms where empower me with airy is also check out the website www.ericadhomes.com for updates for products for whatever's going on with me all right thank you so much for joining us remember to renew your mind it is a gold mine love y'all Empower me with Aerie.